Welcome to Unapologetic and Free. We are sisters by blood and friends by choice. We're just two sisters born and raised in the same household, currently living in the same state, but in two different cities. We have conversations, we have fun, we talk about things. Sometimes you might feel like you're on a phone conversation with us. We just want you to tune in. We want to hear from you. We want you to know that we are real people. We talk about real issues and have real conversations. You all should know by now, in every episode, we talk about what are you watching? Well, we want to know what you're watching. Comment on whatever platform you're watching this or listening to this on. Email us at unapologetic, A-N-D-F-R-E-E. 2021 at gmail.com. We need some new ideas on shows and we want to know what are you watching? On this episode of Unapologetic and Free, we do want to give a trigger warning disclaimer. We will be talking about a sensitive topic, death by suicide, and so we want you to be prepared. We want you to be aware. Um, If you need to pause it, if anything is triggering, please pause. Please walk away. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. You can also text the crisis line, text HELLO to 741741. Both services are free and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and all calls are confidential. You can also utilize the National 988 should you need it. Welcome to Unapologetic and Free. I'm Charnay. I'm Lakia. We are sisters by blood and friends by choice. Hi, everyone. It has been a very long time since we have been before you, but I need to give a trigger warning announcement about today's episode. It may be, again, triggering and it may be sensitive to some people. And that topic is suicide. So yes, we just want to make sure you're prepared at any time, anything that we discuss, you know, you can pause, walk away. Um, We probably won't go too deep, but again, we just want to make sure that you're aware before we get into the episode. And so I would like to say that if you are new here, if you are new to Unapologetic and Free Talk Show, we would love for you to hit the subscribe button if you're watching (coughs) YouTube. If you're watching this via Facebook, like, comment, share. We always appreciate that. If you're listening to us by way of Spotify, please follow us on Spotify. We do have several seasons already, so you can go back and check out some of the old episodes. And we look forward to um, join and for you joining us in this episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to tell you guys for our new subscribers how we started this and why we started this. So Lakia and I, we started this podcast two years ago because we just had our two-year anniversary. Yes, 2021. So now we're moving into year three of Unapologetic and Free. So Lakia and I, we are literally best friends. We speak every day. 
And so on our way, we commute, um, my commute to work and her commute to work, we just talk about different random things. And these are the type of conversations that we have on a daily basis. So we decided to just uh, opportunity because I'm in Dallas, she's in San Antonio, but we don't um, see each other. So us recording these podcasts give us the opportunity to be able to see each other and let everyone in on a glimpse of the type of conversations we have on a daily basis. Yes, yes. And so that was the niche, right? We're sisters by blood, friends by choice. Because even in that, not all siblings are friends, not all siblings even talk and friendship is a choice. And so we choose to be friends. And so we also want to just shout out happy Juneteenth. Uh, we are yes. on Juneteenth. Now, I'm going to be honest and say that I had never really heard of or celebrated Juneteenth until moving to Texas. And from my understanding, it was originally just a Texas holiday that Texas celebrated. But then recently, I want to say last year, it became a national holiday. And so it is observed nationally now. I'm off today, i.e. <laughs> because of the holiday. And so again, just the gist of it is my understanding is that slaves in Galveston, Texas found out that they were free. They didn't know they were. So it took some other soldiers to come down to Galveston to let them know, hey, we're free. Um, and so that's the gist of why and what we celebrate and why the emphasis is on freedom of Juneteenth. So again, happy Juneteenth, y'all. Happy Juneteenth. All right, so let's get into this as we always do with every episode. What are you watching? So I will go first. So I am currently, as always, I'm on summer break. So I'm just binge watching all kind of series. So I just re recently finished up a series on, I think it's pronounced Freebie and it's called Sprung, which it was only season one, but I watched every episode and I was laughing every single episode. And it's about some ex-cons who were released from prison during the during coronavirus for non-violent crime. So if you had a non-violent crime and you were locked up during corona. I'm sorry, COVID, during COVID, <laughs> <laughs> during COVID then um, a lot of states were releasing pris uh, prisoners from my understanding. So the show is based upon, I'm based around how these criminals come out and them trying to, they're still doing criminal activity, but it's that Robin Hood twist of it. They mm -hmm. robbing from bad people, giving to uh, good people. Okay. All right. That's it. That's really it. Oh, uh, then I'm going to feel bad because you're I supposed am... to send me some other stuff. I mean, I'm also watching. Oh, I take that back. I'm hooked on um, Return to Amish. So I've been watching that. Um, I also watch, still watch 90 Day Fiance. And then I'm also watching a new one that is called Match Me Abroad on TLC. So the last three shows that I said are all on TLC. All right. Well, you know, I am a real reality show junkie and true crime junkie. And so it's really nothing new that I found on the true crime side. Um, but as far as reality TV, and again, I, I these shows are going to like, what? But I am watching the new uh, season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
<laughs> so that is something that I wait for every week to watch. Um, I watch it on Peacock. Also, I am watching the Kardashians on Hulu, i.e. reality. <laughs> but you've been a faithful fan from the beginning. I have been a faithful fan. Um, no particular reason why. All I can say is I just like the drama. I don't have that kind of drama in my life. So I kind of, I'm entertained by other people's drama. I understand. And, and then lastly, I do watch Brat Loves Judy. It's just interesting to me just to kind of see their dynamics and just see this whole process and how it's just funny to me. Um, and I, I watch it for entertainment again. And then just the reality aspect of just seeing how people really live. And it's certain shows that I feel like might be scripted, but they do a good job of kind of not making it obvious that it's scripted. But I don't think well, that Rat Loves yeah. Judy is scripted. I think that they are reality TV at its finest. So those are the things that I've been watching uh, lately. Okay, okay. All right. So we're going to get into our topic today. So the topic today is suicide in the Black community. And really what prompted this, because there's always a backstory behind the story and how we come up with the topics. And so part of, and really where this came from was recently last week, I went to a work conference and it was geared around youth. And there was different sessions that you can attend and you could choose the sessions. And so I have particularly joined a session about trauma, but within that trauma, there was a lot of talk about suicide. Um, and so one of the statements that was made in the session is what really prompted this. So I'm going to go ahead and share that statement with you all, and then we'll get into the topic. So the statement was this. Again, this is not my personal statement. This is something that I got from a conference. Uh, the person leading it was very qualified in the field of mental health counseling and all of that. So this was a statement made at the conference. It said, Suicide is the answer to an unsolved problem. So we're going to talk about it. What are your initial thoughts, Charnay, about that statement? Suicide is the answer to an unsolved problem. When you first, when I first heard it, I was like, well, that's true. Like, that's what some people believe, like their only option is death by suicide because they don't see any other way right so initially it sounds kind of harsh right because it's like and like that's the answer but when you dig deeper into it and you start peeling back the layers of the whys and the hows it does usually lead to per said person that had a problem whatever mm -hmm. that problem was or whatever that issue was or that situation was and they didn't see any other way to solve the problem so death by suicide was their answer, in other words. So it's usually something going on that mo that's causing a person, right, to feel like they want to die by suicide. And we're being very careful in how we say death by suicide or died by suicide versus the way that we were. We've always known. We would say, oh, somebody, suicide. right. We will say, oh, somebody committed suicide. Or we will right. say, oh, somebody killed themselves right and so it's been a lot of work around changing the verbiage changing the language right to not associate it with an act of crime right to just be able to say they died by suicide and so again we're purposely being very careful in how we say that um and so again suicide is the answer to an unsolved problem 
um, when we think about unsolved problems in our lives, and I can just share, you know, there was times when I thought about it, but never had a plan, right? Never really carried out. There was things, time, a time in my life when I said, oh, I should do this or I could, but it wasn't, I didn't go as far as being able to actually see myself do it. And then in the, the time where I was close to doing it, and I'm just speaking for me and my experience, it was my faith in Jesus that would not let me do it. Meaning even though I was in a really bad situation, I didn't see any way out. Because that's the other thing. I didn't see how I was going to get out of this situation that I was in. And so I'm like, man, the only way is I just need to die. That was what I thought. But when it all came down to it, something in me, which I know the faith that I have, just wouldn't let that be the answer. Because we're talking about suicide as being the answer to the unsolved problem. So mm -hmm. in me, my faith would not allow that to be the answer. And so I did not go through with it. Obviously, I'm still here. But I attributed the reason why I didn't use that as the answer because of my faith. And I know for me, I had um, attempted um, before. And my plan was I'm going to take a whole bunch of pills and I'm going to just go to sleep and I'm going to just wake up on the other side or whatever. But that's not what God's plan was. What God's plan was, okay, you just needed some good rest and some good sleep and I'm going to make you, <laughs> I'm going to make you throw up all of this stuff. And then I realized, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm not ready to go. I, I, I can't, I'm going to need to get some help on this matter. And, and I did not do counseling, but I did talk to some very, you know, some people that, I was close to that I felt comfortable enough to say, hey, this is what happened. And, you know, and they were able to talk me through it. And I think, you know, when I was talking to them, they were like, well, why are you trying to do this? And I'm like, I just wanted the pain to stop. And I just wanted it to stop. Do you feel like what the cause of the pain, right? Was it when you trace it back to what was causing the pain or was it just the pain itself? Um, it was just everything that was going on in my life during that time. So it was just, just a combination of things, the pain itself, the pain to, uh, of my situation. You know, I just wanted it all to stop. And I guess for me, the situation that I was in, I felt like my abuser was trying to kill me anyway. So it was almost like, oh, let me just help you. Let me just do it and get it over with. Since I, in that moment that I was going through in that situation, again, it was like, well, this is what you're trying to do anyway, or the devil or whatever was going on at that time. I just felt like this is what was trying to happen. So I just wanted to kind of help it along. Um, so I didn't have anybody that I could talk to other than God. And so for me, I really didn't have anybody else in that time. And that's why, again, I always attribute it to my faith in God and my prayers. So my communication with God is what helped me to rethink that thing and just say, no, this is not the answer. Um, just keep praying and keep trusting and believing. And eventually God did allow me to remove, be removed from that situation to where I was able to finally be free from my abuser, divorced and moved on and started a whole new life. Um, there is an episode about that whole story. You don't know my story. So again, on YouTube, also on Spotify, you can go back and listen to that uh, Lakia 
Peters, Pastor Lakia's, you don't know my story to kind of find out the details on that. But I feel like it's important for anyone that's listening to know that to reach out for help. So if you are having those thoughts, if there are problems and things that you feel like you just don't have an answer to, to, you're not alone to reach out before um, this in the opening of this slide, we had information about suicide prevention and the phone numbers that you can call. It'll be at the end as well so that you know that you are not alone. And something recently that I even thought about was with the 988, the national suicide, right? Is a lot of times, if it's just about needing somebody to talk to, that's what you're there for. Absolutely. And during my situation, I had never even thought about, you know, reaching out to a a hotline or things. And I think a lot of times too, um, wait to piggyback because I have a question in regards to your um, attempt. You said your captive, you know, was trying to do it anyway. So do you feel like the purpose of yours was that was one thing he would not have been able to control? That was something that you were going to control? Yes. So... Yes. So in that situation of with my abuser and the abuser manipulating and having the control, yes, in a way it was like me being able to do it and have some type of control and not have it said that he did it. But that Mm -hmm. was still the warped thinking, right? Because either way, the enemy was still trying to get me to die by suicide, right? Either way, whether he made me believe that my abuser was going to do it or whether I did it myself, it still was the goal of dying and no longer being here. So absolutely. Okay. Now, and to follow back, I mean, to piggyback to resources, that's the thing, like a lot of people don't know, and I'm glad you brought that up, like with the the suicide prevention hotline or whatever, where people can, you know, they may not in that say, okay, I need full-fledged counseling, but I just need somebody to talk to, and, and that's what they're there for. Right. And we are mental health advocates. I'm personally a mental health advocate. I believe in therapy. Jesus and therapy saved my life. That is my testimony. That is what I believe with all my heart um, because the scripture alone says faith without works is dead. So my faith in Jesus Christ is what gave me the strength and the courage and the ability to reach out for the help. The therapy aspect of it helped me work tools and to put things in place to be able to deal with those problems, right? Because at the end of the day, we're still talking about the statement of the answer to an unsolved problem. So therapy Mm -hmm. allowed me to learn tools and to implement practical things to help me process when things aren't going right, when I'm feeling stressed and when things are happening beyond my control and how to deal with the fact that I can't control anyone else but me. And so that's why I am a very firm believer in, again, Jesus and therapy saved my life. Yes. All right. So we're going to get into some, y'all know we always got to do some type of research, some kind of statistics, some kind of something that we've looked up to let you know we're not just on here babbling. And so Sharnay, were you, you were going to talk about um, suicide in Black youth. You know what? I really, I forgot that that's what I was supposed to be that's, focusing that's on, it. but I just went to the CDC, you know, and I was looking up uh, suicide on the CDC. And so the CDC says that over 48,000 people died by suicide in 2021, and that one death every 11 minutes. 
And then many adults think about suicide or attempt suicide. So 12.3 million seriously thought about suicide, 3.5 million made a plan for suicide, and 1.7 million attempted suicide. Those are some really high numbers. That is some really high numbers. Wow. Which just, again, with those numbers being high, I think it falls back on, you know, how do we prevent this? What we need to, you know, again, there's always in the media, we always got these hot topics and stuff that we talk about, but I think it's very important to keep some of them really in the forefront. Right. And I think it comes down to awareness. And so I don't want to move you too fast. Did you have anything else? Uh, no, because I mean, I have some strategies to prevent suicide, but okay. then so we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. I think it comes down to awareness. And so one of the. Hey. All right. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and just take this a detour. And in this detour, detour. we're going to go, go ahead and have our guest share his personal experience, James Peters, my husband, for those who don't know, um, about his personal experience with suicide. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We professional. Thank you all for having me. Thank you for having, for having me once again on your show. It's always an honor to be able to be a part of such a great uh, podcast and whatever y'all want to call it. Uh, but thank y'all for having me. So y'all want to know my personal story about suicide uh, as, as far as what I was going through at the time that I wanted to do the unthinkable. Uh, at that time in my life, uh, I was going through a lot. I was I was on drugs. I I lost my mother. Uh, come to think of it, you know, over the years of afterward, I I come to to the conclusion that I was missing my mom a whole lot. Uh, I could say the drugs was a part of it as well, but for the most part, uh, I, it was a part of me that was gone, that I, I truly was missing at that time. And uh, with the drugs, it, has, it got worse and worse, you know? And so at that time, I was losing everybody in my life. Uh, I had no relationship with my family like uh, a family should have, you know. Uh, yes, I seen them. Yes, we talked. But the relationship as brothers and sisters, as auntie and uncles and all that wasn't, wasn't a positive thing in my life. You know what I mean? Uh, it was a void. Uh, I kept pushing away because I wanted to do something different. But it, and, and, and it came to the point where uh, I was tired. Uh, I, I felt that no one wanted me around, no one wanted me in their life for none of that. So I was like, I mean, what the heck, you know, just do the unthinkable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
who's who's going to care or who who's going to miss you and and all this stuff was running through my head at the time and and uh it was a couple of occasions that I I wanted to do just that but I know uh what I know today uh that it was a way out that I didn't know I, I reached out I cried out for help I got help uh for it but uh the help that I got was a physical physical thing you know uh for my dad he he actually came in and and rescued me uh from that attempt uh but you can you can go through a lot of things in life you know what I mean and you might think that it's the end of the world for you when things is not going your way but it's a choice in life that you have to make. And the right choice is to live and not die uh, by that way. You know what I mean? Uh, what I did know back then is that I knew uh, killing myself wasn't allowed by God. God didn't honor that. So I knew that, uh, that much, but I didn't know how to call on God. And that was, that's the difference. Knowing that it was wrong and it was an abomination unto the Lord, I, I knew that, but I didn't know how to call on God and ask God for the help that I needed. Yes, we always say things out of our mouth in a time of trouble, in a time of situation where we're going through some things and we, oh God, I need your help. God, I need your help. And that's one thing. God hear you and he, 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 he helped you in a time of need. But yet, we don't realize what we're saying out of our mouth. And at that time, I did not know. What I know today, when I know I, when I could call on God, when I call on the name of Jesus, that God will answer because of who I am today in him and who he is in me today. You know, but I, uh, being at my lower point at that time, you know, I, I was just tired of living. Let's just keep this up. I was just tired of living. I didn't want to be a burden on no one. I didn't want nobody to feel sorry for me and give me something to eat or put a dollar in my pocket. I wasn't doing nothing for myself to get it legally or whatever, you know. So uh, just to 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 be a a memory to them was for me to just end my life, you know. So I don't know. Y'all want to hear more? Y'all got any questions? I was just going to say, well, I thank God that you didn't do it because then you wouldn't be able to be here to be my husband. Oh, help the Lord. <laughs> just had help to put that plug in there. I love you, honey. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, you know, and things happen for a reason. We go through things uh, uh, for a reason because we don't know the plan that what God has for us. And if we just, you know, get into God like we're supposed to, we get to know him like we're supposed to know him and his plan is always better than ours. Thank you. Any last words? We do appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. No, just I just want to thank you all once again for allowing me to come and share my little small testimony with you guys. Uh, I, I thank you all. I love you all. You all continue to do a great job. Reach the people by any cost. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So again, we are grateful for our guests whenever 
anyone is willing to come on. Anybody and wants to come and hang out with us to talk. So please just reach out to us. I always put the contact information in the show notes and in, at the back so that you can reach us. And so again, that still takes us into a good segue because we were talking about awareness. And so yeah. I read this article and it says, the article is from Everyday Health. The topic is called Five Reasons Suicide is on the Rise in the Black Community, according to okay. a psychiatrist. Um, and this is by Maya Nigel Hoskins. Give me just one moment. Sorry if we messed up your name. All right. Dead air. I'm sorry. I'm just talking. I said dead air. Oh, sorry. So again, this is by Maya. Miguel Hoskins. And so first of all, suicide is, it says suicide rates are climbing in the black communities around the United States. Um, according to a psychiatrist, Patrice Harris, MD, a former president of the American Medical Association, she discusses what factors may be driving the increase. So the first reason, ooh, Social media ramps up pressure to fit in. I can see that. So number one, it says social media is undeniably pervasive and has made society incredibly vulnerableistic. I, I agree. Trying to be something you're not, trying to live up to what you see and not even knowing. And all that comes with social media, right? If you don't say everything right, if you don't do it right, all the pressure... That oh, because the trolls are coming. The negative comments are yeah. coming. Yes. So number two, mental health stigma impedes Black people from seeking help. Yes. Still today. And that's what we call, again, the stigma of it. And we're, again, here to just myth bust that as Black women, we have both indicated and have shared that we have spoken to mental health professionals, yes. therapy, therapists, group counseling, books. So again, it, it should not pass. Right. Get help. It's okay. It is okay to get help. So that was number two. Number three is it says treatment is often less accessible to Black people. So again, this was in 2022. I feel like, yes, it is still a challenge. However, there are a lot of free help you just might have to look for it. But I believe that there is more access available. Yeah, this was in 2022. And also too, I think nowadays, as we're seeing too, there are more black therapists, you know, more black therapists, men and women that you can reach out to. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a church setting because I just strongly believe, yes, you can go to your pastors and you can seek, but your pastors may not be qualified to mentally. And deal with the trauma. If there's a trauma associated with it, um, there's people go to school to learn how to be mental health professionals. And again, no slight to churches, no slight to pastors, right? It's just, it's just like saying, yes, you can go to your pastor for a prayer of healing, but you're going to go to the doctor, right? right? Same thing. We go to the doctor for our physical health and it's okay to also go to the doctor for your mental health. Yes. Sorry, I need to cut you off. Yes. 
So number four, I want to spend a little time on this one. It says, number four says, Black people continually face racism and discrimination. And so it's specifically talking about the murder of George Floyd in 2020 sparks nationwide protests against racism in the United States, which Black people have faced for centuries. For many Black Americans, Harris says, Floyd's murder was a tipping point for increased rates of anxiety and depression related to racism. I can personally say that I had never seen anything like the George Floyd until I saw it. And it, it didn't even, at the time of watching it, you didn't, I didn't know what impact it would have later on the mental health, on anxiety, on the fear of not knowing. We knew that it, I mean, I speak for me, knew that it, racism was still there, but it just made it like right in your face. <laughs> so again, it kind of goes back to the social media of, of somebody being able to actually record it and post it to social media and the news and all of these things to be able to see it. But then the impact of what we actually saw, definitely, I feel. Well, uh, we did see this, but not to this extreme. Because remember the Rodney King. Yes, I was I right about that after with I the Rodney that. King. We saw it. We know that there was the riots in LA after that, you know, went down. But it's like you saw it, but now you can actually go like with it was everywhere. Everybody was talking about. It. And I wasn't even here in the US at that time. I'm over in China and I'm seeing this and I'm like on my couch watching this and I'm, you know, crying like, oh my God, you know, he's calling for his mama. Like, why is somebody not doing something? So it was a very traumatic thing for me to actually watch. And then having to explain to my son, who's a black man, right? Young man, what that was, why it happened and just and so just having that conversation alone is mental health and, and brought things up, right? To be able to have to deal with things and bring awareness, right? And so definitely. And then number five, many black people are frequently exposed to violence. And so those are the five reasons suicide is on the rise, right? Now that, that's not saying that those five were the reasons why anyone has died by suicide, but definitely these are things that contribute, right? That contribute so, you know, to awareness, it. Being aware of the five things we that we just addressed, making sure you're aware so that you can do things intentionally to not fall, to not allow these things to contribute or have make allow you to have those thoughts or anything, but knowing that you can be aware and you can choose and make decisions based on being aware of some of the things um, that contribute in the black community. And these are specific, right, to the black community to because the black there are community. things specific about our black community that it was talking about in these five things. So absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so that leads us into my section where it was talking about strategies to prevent suicide. Now, this wasn't specific toward the Black community, but it is just something that we need to keep in the forefront as ways to prevent it. So number one, strengthen economic supports. Improve household financial securities, stabilize housing. Again, 
these are some of the things that people are worried about. How are they going to wow. provide for their families? Okay, I'm working. Um, inflation, everything is going up, but my my salary and stuff is not reflecting the 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 rise in costs of gas and food and housing. Yes, um, so I just want to say to the employers, just you know, any employers listening. That just keep that in mind as you're deciding what you're paying your salary is going to be for your employees. Then the next one was create protective environments, reduce access to lethal means among persons at risk of suicide, create healthy organizational policies and culture, reduce substance use through community-based policies and practices. Wow. Reduce access to lethal means among persons at risk of suicide. So again, in the news, it's all about these gun laws and gun rights. And we've been having these, you know, mass shootings and stuff that again leads to, you know, the, the fear. Right. But the other thing is the drug, lethal, the drug abuse, right? And just with the fentanyl and all of what's happening, um, something that came up and I don't know which session it was in, but somebody asked like, why would the drug dealers want to put the fentanyl in there if it's killing off their customers, right? And so- That's a good question. Right? And so the speaker was like, because there's no way to, to like, they take the fentanyl and they're, you can't chop it up exactly perfect to spread it out exactly, right? So as they're trying to kind of- chop it up and, and, and we don't know for Problem sure error is what he's saying right is that the error of too much gets dropped in a batch unknowingly because again human error and there's no way to exactly think about it it's being, how it's being made and so you could be the one to get that batch that had a whole glob of it versus the rest of it only had a little bit because we, the purpose is to enhance it, right? But they're not intentionally trying to kill people. Now, the enemy, if you, if you believe in the spiritual and demonic forces, the enemy could be using that to kill off. But if we think about it in a practical sense, the drug dealers aren't trying to kill off their customers. And so, but the, our point is, is staying away from lethal, what'd you call it? Mm -hmm. um, it said reduce substance use through community-based policies or... Oh, the reduce part. access to lethal means among persons as a risk of suicide. So yeah, yeah. lethal means is drug abuse. means is drugs. Yeah, and use really because you got to be careful. This was something else that was said. Like, and the person said, you know, for people who do it recreational, you got to be careful. But the caution is, is because you don't know when you're going to get the bad batch. And so if you just practice, and I'm, a, I don't believe in any drugs at all. But again, you got to be careful. You could just be doing it for recreation and that one time could be the batch that they put too much in. <laughs> so be careful. Yeah. All right. The next one is improve access and delivery of suicide care. Cover mental health conditions in health insurance policies. Increase provider availability in undeserved areas. Provide rapid and remote access to help create self-suicide care through systems change. And here's what I would like to say about that is most employers have a form of EAP, I think is what yep. it's called. What is I it? Employee Assistance Program? program. 
I'm encouraging listeners and viewers to utilize the services that are available. Even when we go back to one of mine that said access to the care, a lot of times we have it, but because of the stigma or because of, oh, I don't think I need all of that, we don't seek out the services that we have. And so, yes, it needs to be more readily available, but we also need to take advantage of the services that are available. Because what good would it be for them to say, okay, every employer needs to provide a form of mental health uh, services and benefits, and then we still don't use it. Because even with the EAP services or whatever, and again, everything that you discuss with them is confidential. Right. They're like, they the HIPAA laws go into place. So they can't discuss or share anything without your consent and permission. And a lot of times those programs, they will offer 10 sessions for free. 10 sessions and you already and um, your medical benefits to your employer. But even if you don't have the medical benefits, this is still available to all employees free of charge. And I also would like to say just another plug into self-awareness and self-care is investing in yourself to get the help that you need, right? Whatever your thing is, Starbucks, if you save the whatever the amount of money you spend on a Starbucks, you know, set whatever you're spending on $100 shoes, again, it comes down to investment, right? And just maybe replacing. And for, so for those of us who financial is not an issue, invest in yourself and make sure that your mental health is covered. There might be things that you're not even aware. I encourage people to just go to a session or two, find out maybe you are good, right? And there's times when I'm good and I don't need it, but then there's times when I'm like, okay, I need to go back. I need to make an appointment because it's a new problem. It's a new problem. And, I don't, and whatever the tools that I learned previously don't help me with this problem. So again, my solution is to go seek help to find some new solutions to this new problem. And that's the next one, teach coping and problem solving skills. So how are you to get those coping and problem solving skills if you don't go talk to somebody or if you don't go join a session? Mm -hmm. Support social emotional learning programs, mm -hmm. teaching parenting skills to improve family relationships, Support resilience through education programs. Yes, I would like to put a plug. If you are in the San Antonio area, again, you can reach out to me. I have an, I have an agency that provides parenting and youth skills to teach communication, the foundation, three principles, bonding, boundaries, and monitoring. And all those three, there's different week-by-week -week skills. Again, our contact information is always here. So you can reach out if you're in the San Antonio area. You just need to have a child between the ages of six and 17. And again, just reach out, send us a message, and then I can get you some more information about that resource. Because that's the other thing, knowing what resources are available to help you. Absolutely. Then identify and support people at risk. Team, uh, train gatekeepers respond to crises, plan for safety and follow up after an attempt provide therapeutic approaches. And see, this is the piece. Did they talk to you in your session? Who is considered at risk? It is, and that's a whole nother episode. So you have to know black community alone because of the stigma, because of the racism that puts you at risk. Your uh, poverty level puts okay. you at risk. 
trauma if you've experienced any type of trauma at all or factors and so uh foster care people kids are in foster care that put book so though it's so many risks right that's a whole separate thing but absolutely there are risks and I, and I named some already, but there's so many more risks. Again, drug abuse, alcohol abuse are put you at risk right. Right for and it. And then lack of education puts you at risk as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, teenage pregnancy. Yeah, it's it's a lot that a now lot. that you plan that puts you at risk. Yes. Okay. And then the last one is lessen harms and prevent future risk. Intervene after a suicide postvention report and message about suicide safety but even with that people have to be willing to be vulnerable and to say i need help or this is what happened for people to be able to um follow up with them but then that takes me to people don't are afraid to ask the question what questions are they afraid to ask have you thought about ending your life? That's one. Because what did you, you, you called me and you told me that people don't want to ask that question because why? They think. Oh, oh yeah. So it was said that people say, oh, well, I don't want to ask because I don't want to put it in their minds if they weren't thinking about it. And so <laughs> the person that was leading the class said, as long as he's been doing counseling and, and teaching not one person has ever said I thought about it or I did it because somebody asked me if I was going to and so that's a myth that oh I can't ask them if they are thinking about it or if they have thoughts or plans of ending their life because I don't want them to think about it that's a myth you you need to and most research shows the people said because they were asked that's what saved most lives was somebody came out and asked are you planning this? Do you have thoughts of doing this? Have you thought this through and confronted them? So then when they were able to say it, it opened up the conversation to allow help to be received, right? Because of somebody being bold enough to just ask. Yeah, because that would be the thing. Oh, well, I put it in their head. So it's, you know, if they do follow through with it, it's my fault because I asked them. Right. No, they were already probably way before you grief is another thing that puts you at risk um when parents lose children that's a big one that put you at risk just to go back to some of the risk and again with this topic we could go on and on we can go so many other subways but again we did just you know feel led to come on and to just kind of briefly and talk about this from the aspect of um, it's not the only answer. It's not the only answer. It's, it's not a answer. I want to encourage you with that just to, again, reach out to get help. And again, we'll have information available for you. Um, we already have it at the beginning of the slide, but we'll make sure we have it in the show notes and everywhere that we uh, post this. Any last minute thoughts, Charnay? No, I enjoyed this. We always enjoy it. And so I'm just going to put her on blast right now. We always enjoy it. It just takes so much for me to get her to get on here and do it. And it'd, be me. Just, it'd be me. It's, it's me. It's, it's me. It's so, me. And, and, I, she'd be ready to go. And I just have to motivate myself to do it. And sisters by know. blood, friends by choice doesn't work if it's only one person on here. So... <laughs>
for real. But so again, we are always welcome for people to just want to come and chat with us. Yeah, if you guys have ideas or something you want us to talk about, this is unapologetic and free. So we like to talk about those hard sensitive conversations um, because it needs to be talked about. We're all about awareness. And so we thank you for joining us today. We thank you for listening. If you're listening um, again, just we look forward to always chatting with you guys, always spending time, always coming on um, to talk to each other, but to let you in on the conversation. Oh, what the conversations that we have. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be blessed. Bye. Be sure to share your thoughts and opinions about the episode. You can find us on Facebook at at sign up and free. We also have an Instagram page, unapologetic and free YouTube, unapologetic and free talk show. We're on TikTok. We're on Snapchat. You can't miss us again. If something resonated with you during this episode, please let us know. We want to hear from you.